Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Point of the Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny B. Yes, I am running solo today. Everyone has really just decided me for the day. So, but that's all right. It just means it's going to be more fun uh, and definitely quicker to the point. Today, we have a special guest in the house. Uh, we have uh, Isani Lecky, and she's from Massachusetts, and she's running for Congress. I'm pretty sure I probably just messed up her name, but she will go ahead and correct me. Hey, Sani, how you doing? Hey, yeah, this is Asan. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. So the E in your first name is actually silent. Yeah, it's silence. Um, yeah. You can you can thank the uh, French for doing that to my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You're not right about it. Just, just looking at it, it do look a little more French to it. But my French is a little bit uh, kind of poor. So, you know, I probably would have failed that if I had tried all over again, too. So. <laughs> But I understand you are you do have a Moroccan background. Yeah, I grew up in Morocco. Um, nice. Came here when I was twenty years old. Mm. Um, so, so how did your parents come up with a French name? Well, it is not a French name. It's an, an Arabic name. Right. Um, its meaning is to uh, do good by people. Do good by people. And, That's nice. Yeah, do good by the people. And uh, so in. Because Morocco used to be, you know, French protectorate. Um, everything is written in French as well okay. as Arabic. Okay. And so my name, because I am female, they added the E in the end. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. So you are running for Congress. Can you tell the people uh, who you are, why you're running? Well, I am, you know, running for Congress here in Massachusetts, 4th Congressional District uh, from Fall River to Brookline. And I'm running because the working class in my district um, has been underrepresented for generations. Mm. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a few towns that are uh, some of the wealthiest towns in 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 the country, mm. and the remainder of the district is packed with working class folks who have seen corporations come in promise a lot and deliver nothing, um, right. leaving them, you know, jobless and homeless. Uh, and with no uh, social uh, safety net. Mm. So as as one who actually, you know, have survived poverty uh, in America uh, as, a, as an immigrant, and as someone who um, has fought for the American people as uh, a Wall Street regulator, making right. sure that that Wall Street and the big banks don't gamble with our economy. Um, I, you know, I feel the moral obligation to run to to serve the most vulnerable in our district. Right, right, right. And and the people without a voice always need a voice. Uh, it's just a good thing that uh, you're stepping up to the plate, uh, looking out for the little ones. Well, you know, representing the people at a hundred percent is is a big obligation, and mm. um, it's not just to be taken lightly. We know right. that. Um, those who take corporate PAC money, those who take uh, corporate lobbyist money are going to be beholden to the interests of those corporations. Absolutely. And we see, you know, you, we, we saw that in 2008 when the economy crashed 
and blank checks were written uh, to Wall Street. And we see that again now when, you know, we're in the midst of this pandemic um, and, you know, people have lost their jobs and, and their livelihood and um, our government is handing out blank checks to Wall Street again, not even conditioning uh, those bailouts on uh, keeping people on the job and keeping them paid. Um, and so that's, you know, that that is that is something that people are very aware of. People know that their vote um, has been sold for generations to these corporate right. heads and um, and they've, they've had enough of that. And we've had enough of right, that. Right. Right. And, and I always go with, you know, can we you know, and this might be a little you know pessimistic to say, but can we get rid of corporate money? Be- well, we can if we uh, replace politicians who are willing to take money from those um, interests with those who will not take money from those special interests. And then we can mm. all uh, vote to, uh, you know, to to repeal C- Citizens United. Um, right. And to make sure that, uh, you know, that, that we don't have politicians who take money from, from that lobby. Right. I think electoral is super important in that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm rooting for that. Uh, as a regular citizen, I always pay attention to these things. Uh, my concern is I was mad. You know, it's it's like that innocent kid that, you know, go to a new neighborhood or start making new friends. For how long can you say no? And I'm not saying all of them are, but I know some are definitely strong enough to uh, keep those super money at bay. And hopefully, you know, you get in there, you'll be one of those that we can count on 10 years from now and say, hey. Well, look, I, I'm a Wall Street regulator. I have chosen to fight for the people and not the corporate interests. Um, and, true. and in that work, um, especially when, um, <clears throat> excuse me, especially when Trump took office and him and his administration um, started deregulating right away, uh, shredding, mm-hmm. shredding my job and making a lot of people even lose their jobs. Uh, right. who were fighting on behalf of of the working class. Um, in that, you know, when I saw deregulation, I saw some of my um, colleagues who chose to cross the street, literally, and go work for the big banks that we were regulating, tripling their salaries. Right. And exactly. that's, you know, I I chose not to do that. I chose to continue to fight for, for us, um, continue to... Um, you know, hopefully pour some sense into our into our Congress, into our government um, as, yes. as a future Congresswoman, when, that when I'll be there, we are going to have to go through another um, Wall Street reform. And we're going to need people who come with that expertise to, you know, to draw the, the new lines and to make sure that we're protecting the working class. Uh, I read somewhere that 27 percent, I believe, of mothers go back to work within 10 days. Uh, that's awful. That's that is terrible. And I'll let you speak on that. But when I read that and I'm a guy, so obviously I never had a baby. Uh, but just the idea and understanding the whole process of childbirth and uh, the PTSD that come after that, and just so many more health risks and issues that come after that. To have a woman go back to work uh, after 10 days is, is, is truly terrible. Uh, but I know you're proposing a 36-week paid leave for new parents. Can you That's speak right. on that? I mean, it's really heart-wrenching from both perspectives, the mom and the child and um, the partner, if there is a partner. Mm. It, it's really, you know, I remember right. when I had... Uh, my daughter Nora, and you know, I didn't. I was lucky that I didn't have to go to work right away. But when I when I went to work, there is something that they don't tell you about. It's called separation anxiety. 
and that right. it just shreds your heart to pieces. You and a child mm. and the wow. daycare or nanny, if you have any, um, and your partner who's also, you know, in all of that. Um, and you see, you know, you you're, you feel like you don't actually have a choice. You know, it's not like if if you you know mm. my what I'm proposing is. Look, you're a parent. You should be able to have a choice to make a decision for yourself and for your child. If your decision is that right. you want to go back to work, well, you should be able to afford childcare, right? If you, if your decision is that you want right. to go back to school, you should be able to both afford childcare and afford to go to, for example, a state college with no tuition. If you yeah. Right. And if you choose right. to, great. Um, you know, to stay and be the caretaker full time for your child for whatever, you know, however long you want, um, then you should also have that choice. It shouldn't be these choices shouldn't be based on how much money you have. That's what that's what we have in our country mm. right now is that. People who have the resources, they get to choose whatever they want. They want to stay at home. They want to go to work. They want to go to school. They want to do whatever they want. And people who don't, as you said, they're forced into going back to work within that first 10 days. And I, I can't imagine, you know, I right. can't imagine how that is for, um, for mothers. Uh, I mean, giving birth is not, uh, it's not a trivial experience. It, it's 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 a, a um, it's a life experience um, that needs time for bonding, for healing, for loving, for growing together. Mm. Um, right. And that's something that we need to honor in our society. Um, I think that just like you know the places we work for demand so much of us, we have the right to demand so much of them. Mm -hmm. We have the right to demand. Uh, to mm. demand parental leave for those who give birth or and for those who adopt uh, or foster. And, and parenting should be taken right. more seriously in our country. Um, it is not an easy uh, task. And as you know, during this COVID-19 uh, crisis, people are forced to homeschool. They are forced to homeschool. Right. And we need to right. understand that people need mental health care to be able to to get through this together. This is really uh, a right. very difficult time for parents and for children um, because many those for mm. those who are able to work from home full time, they're being demanded to work from home full time while their toddler is crawling around and they're worried the toddler is going to pick up something, right? Or while they're nursing. Or while they're um, homeschooling their children, um, their children are being, you know, there are a lot of demands um, of them to, to take, you know, take exams and tests and a lot of academic, a lot of focus on academics and less focus on emotional growth during this pandemic. And so right. the parents are bearing the brunt right. of that. And there's a lot of pressure at the home space. And for those who are and able to work from home and are they those who have to actually go to work they're leaving their children with no child care i know people in my district right. who right. are going to work hmm. and leaving the 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 11 year old take care of the the four-year-old we need to and, and and this is very alarming wow. because as we get out of this pandemic we need to think very deeply into what we're coming out with and how are we going to address these issues 
in, in you know in in the mental health care system um, and in the support that we need to provide to our children right. and, and to the parents. Right. And for the parents living an 11 year old at home to take care of the little ones, um, that extra <clears throat> 2000 a month that you mentioned, that would have come in handy. That would have been extra, very useful to that parent. Yeah, I not- mean, it would absolutely help. I think if people, you know, don't have to, you know, there are people who have lost the job because they actually had to make that decision, whether they're going to leave their children right. uh, alone at home or they're going to actually go to work to make sure the, you know, the rent is paid or the bill or the utilities are paid. And many parents couldn't make that decision. They had to stay at home with the children. Um, I was talking to uh, one of them yesterday who, um, you know, her husband was working uh, uh, at uh, two jobs, a job at the airport and a job at Uber. And she um, was starting her community college education. Um, She came here as a nurse and was denied to work as a nurse. Um, And she's going to need to start everything again. And so at that time, you know, when she was preparing for years of education, her husband is is working two jobs. They have two beautiful little children. COVID-19 hit and her husband lost both his jobs. And so what does that mean for them? Right. They're at home with the kids. Sure. But they don't have an income Mm. source. They don't. And the one time, the one time twelve hundred dollar check isn't right. going to isn't going to pay for the diapers for the children, isn't right. going to pay for the food and for the the utilities and for all life expenses for a family of four, right? Right. Unfortunately, and so you know, when you yeah. ask me why is it that our government is blind in their eyes, because our government has gotten way too comfortable with the injustice that that they inflicted on the, on the people in America and our government needs to be replaced by people who will not only dedicate um their 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 lives to serving the people but who have actually shown a track record who have been bit by the system right who know what it's like to not have a roof on your on your head right. or be denied healthcare or be denied your your food when you when you have to worry you know whether you're going to find the little pack of ramen noodles in in your cabinet that night or not that's when you live through those conditions you understand what millions of americans go through every day and when you make it through you have the responsibility right. to go back and fight for them to make sure that nobody becomes or go or has to survive poverty like you did um, in your life and that's that's the government we need to have that's the fight that we're fighting as a people right. electing people absolutely that's why we got to get candidates like you down there to start making those changes uh, all the new candidates. We, I'm, I'm excited about it uh, all across the country. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the idea of, you know, new bloods and fresh bloods, just new voices. Uh, and like you said, uh, those in Washington have gotten super comfortable, too comfortable. Uh, there's no there's no fear for consequences because they just keep winning and winning and you just keep getting more power. Um, but to go back to, to COVID-19 and what it's doing to families, I know you mentioned having a nine-year-old girl. Uh, and with your campaign going on, how how are you being able to handle all of that work that comes with, uh, uh, you know, educating her in the house since she can't go to school and then keeping her active and having activities to do? 
Uh, I see kids in my neighborhood, they are going crazy, climbing on trees, just coming up with ideas of how to stay entertained. Uh, and I know it's tough when kids all over the country. My sister called me and you know, she said, I need ideas. What can I do with the kids? And I said, throw them in the pool, you know, <laughs> let them go play. <laughs> let them go play in the water oh, for an hour or something. Let I them am. run. So uh, how are you coping? How are you doing? Well, my, I'm honestly, I'm very blessed. Oh, man. I feel like my investment has paid off. I think I've, I think I've done a, a pretty good job in, in raising my kid. Okay. Um, loving books and stories. And so she's, she's been a bookworm. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, good. Uh, you know, well, I'm, you know, I was I was a math major, so I wanted to, um, you know, play some math with her. Uh, I like to call it playing math, not doing math, because it's so playful and fun. Um, and so, you know, I got her like a little okay. blackboard, and I started writing some like math that. stuff two days ago. And she goes, no, 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 no. You cannot write math on this board. And allowed, and allowed. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not writing math. This is not math. I'm just trying to... You know, I have a little puzzle for you and I wanted to see if you're going to be able to do it. So I'm trying to, you know, okay. bring new ways to, because I, I know she loves it. I know she loves the challenge, but if you label it math, she would hate mm. it. She's just like, don't tell me anything about it. Um, so I'm trying right. to, you know, find new ways to trick her into it. And she did really great. She was like, okay, yeah, I can think through this, uh, this a little uh, problem, um, but it's that's what I do. You know, I, I my my campaign takes up a lot of my time, and you know, it's just the way you know, moms do a lot of things at the same time. Like that's what that's what I learned from, you know, you 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 probably have right. seen moms carrying like ten things at the same time effectively. Yeah. <laughs> my, so, my mother yeah. did it so absolutely. <laughs> Had a multitask you know, and, and have to do all so. the things really well. But I also pace myself right. as much as I can. Um, I know that you know not everything has to be done at the same time, and that's what they don't tell you when you're when you're going to have children. You know, everybody wants to see everything being perfect. Right. But you know what? If we go for perfect, we will become hel helicopter uh, parents. And our children will not learn how to fail, how to make mistakes. Mm. And so I, I try to just let the kid be a kid, right? right? Make sure that she's safe. And that's about it. Like right. let her play, let her explore herself. Um, let her tell me what right. she enjoys. And that, that is super right. helpful. So we, I'm, I'm able to, you know, get mm. my work done and check on her every now and then. And, and I have, you know, my husband is here and, and my mom is also here. So I'm, I'm, I feel pretty right. good about it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Cause I know parents are struggling all over the country with it. This is so new. I coach soccer. So I have, uh, I have U16 players. I have uh, U11 kids that I coach and I get from the parents all the time, coach, what can we do? They don't want to play no more. They don't want to train. Then I'm going crazy. They kids me soccer. And I said, look, <laughs> Just you know, offer some kind of reward to make them train. Because at this point, they're not they're not used to this at all. The kids are not used to having this much free time uh, and not knowing what to do. So I I can only imagine how hard it is uh, all over the country for parents that uh, not used to having this much time with the kids. Oh, I love uh, soccer. And having to figure out a way to make this work on the go. Oh, do you? 
Uh, oh, that's great. That is that's awesome. What team do you I have to for? be careful. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be careful now. Well, definitely the U.S. women's team. So. <laughs> 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 but uh, for 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 Absolutely. those who Absolutely. Uh, you know, there you go. There you I go. I'm gonna I'm gonna get divisive here. I really like uh, the the Barca. It's the Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Real Madrid person, so Barcelona. I'm okay. Being I, I mean, here. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah, well, <laughs> what I think the same thing would have been you're just a La Liga fan. I think they would have probably jumped on board with that. But look, there's not a lot of Real Madrid fans, uh, so I think you in a you in a good place there. He's Real Madrid fans, uh, Fairweather fans. So you. You know, so I think you got it. You got the right team. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. I'm I'm a big soccer guy. I've been playing and coaching all my life as well. So I truly, truly enjoy it. I'm so excited. It's actually back on TV, uh, even though it's not all the league, but the German league is back. And it's kind of interesting to see uh, the whole social distancing thing working, right? The players can't hug each other, but they can tackle each other and, you know, fist pump each other. Uh, you know, but they got, I mean, you playing sports, you were involved. So for me, when I watch it, I'm, I'm like, what are they doing? How, why can you not hug your teammate, but you're out here tackling and touching each other? But I, but I think it's for the appearance, right? It has to be just to look good and kind of get people comfortable and feel safe yeah. that, yeah. uh, we can be out here and not worry too much about COVID. Um, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Definitely, uh, enjoying the conversation. Uh, uh, but I know you have a lot of these issues that you're running on, and I went through them, and they're really just great stuff. That so, uh, just to save us time, and and I mean I have all day, but I think we have to obviously respect your time here. So I'll let you go ahead and just talk more on some yeah, of these I issues think, and I think the issues uh, why these are important to you. Um, just listed from my website are super important, and they're all really rooted for in justice for all and being a country that promotes peace within and outside. Mm. Um, okay. And I think that, you know, I am uh, okay. a true believer in the power of the people in this country. And right. I've seen it over the history um, and over generations. I right. think, you know, we have very, very resilient um, working class and middle class that wants justice and wants to close um, the income disparity and, and the pay gap in our country. <clears throat> and we're, you know, I think... Healthcare is 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 where the baseline is. Um, we're the, you know, only um, major country on earth that does not have universal healthcare. Um, yeah. And for those who have doubt on what Medicare for all is, yeah. uh, I would say, you know, there's a lot of resources online, uh, but I'll tell you, Medicare for all is the expanded and improved Medicare. It includes uh, vision and hearing and dental and mental health mm. um, and everything in between. It's, it does not change your doctor for you. You can still have your same, uh, the same doctor that you see. Um, it actually, you know, negotiates the drug prices for you. Uh, you can still, okay. you know, go to the same corner of pharmacy and get what you need. So you're, you're okay. the, the only thing that will change in your life with mm. Medicare for all, um, is that your copays will go away, your premiums will go away, um, and and you will actually have more money than that's you good. used to in the in the health insurance system. Um, and that's um, that's that's what Medicare for all means. Hmm. It's the same as when you say you know universal single payer health care. 
Um, And I want people to know that because I want people to know that when there is a term that scares them away, that's when they need to actually go ahead and look into it. Because every time we come up with some new term, the, 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 the pharma and healthcare corporations are going to look at ways to scare people from it. Right. And so we can, we have to be smarter than that. We have to be smarter than that. We can't play. Absolutely. We can't play with them. Oh, just because, you know, now people are too scared of this term. We're not going to say it. No, we're actually going to go ahead and do and campaign for it. And we're going to explain to them and answer every question they have on what it actually is. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's in a nutshell. I think that the oh. biggest threat we face is the climate emergency. Um, you know, what's, what's happening with COVID has showed us our connectedness here in our country and with the globe. Um, And that's an opportunity for us to reflect on the climate emergency and how connected we are when it comes to climate, right? That we have to actually work collaboratively here in our country and across the world uh, to get us out of fossil fuels uh, by 2030 and to, um, you know, create millions of jobs in America, green, good jobs that will, um, you know, get people back to work, rebuild our infrastructure and transportation, rebuild our housing, um, especially affordable housing, um, and get us into a 21st century economy that is resilient uh, to withstand future shocks. Absolutely. Thank, thank you so much for saying that. I think that clarification. Uh, so we all just love beautiful music. If it sounds good most of the time, we will just move to it, enjoy um, it, relax to it. So what are you a, listening to? Like, What's on your uh, playlist right now? I wanted to tell you about it. I, I just, I'm so sorry that I can't remember. Uh, I do like Lana Del Rey. I listen to her um i think yeah i think a lot of her songs are um kind of like bring that resilience of of the woman who has faced uh a lot of marginalization underestimation abuse um and really uh came through embraced herself embraced her experiences and and shined through um so that's why i like her songs okay Oh, oh uh, my okay. gosh. We have I to definitely check that started, out. Well, I uh, love what about sci-fi. TV shows? What are you um, watching? What, what am, should I watch? I've watched Fringe. I've watched Battlestar Galactica. Um, and okay. I've watched Westworld. Uh, but now I'm actually just starting to watch a new show um, by, uh, what's his name? Um, it's called uh, I Know This Much Is is true it's by mark ruffalo um and what i actually so it's the kind of it's the kind of stuff that i usually avoid watching because it's too real for me um but it really sucks you in um it's about twin brothers and one of them has schizophrenia and i one of my brothers actually has schizophrenia and so a lot of what happens in the show kind of reminds me of of those those days in my childhood where uh, you know, where I, I lived with my brother with this condition and, um, you know, I still take care of my brother, but I feel like that show really sheds the light on the mental health care system and, um, and really teaches us to do better by people uh, who have been affected. Obviously. But something that you do, that you're good at, that people doesn't know. Maybe you play piano, you, uh, you sing awesome in the shower, or you're a great cook, uh, you know, maybe you were a professional soccer player in your past life. Uh, you know, just some hidden secret of talent she can okay. share with the folks. Uh, before that, I did find the song. Uh, the song is called Rise Up by Andrew 
Day. Yeah, by Andra Day. It's like, yeah, it's my favorite song. Um, <laughs> it's a great song. So something you don't know about me, I guess I do have, you know, I, I have quite a bit of talent in broderies and henna design and um, those things that I've learned as a child um, in case in case I, you know, in case I lost my parents and didn't have anybody to take care of me, mm. I would be able to make a living. So I learned broderies when I was like five years old and uh, learned to do henna designs and stuff. Um, okay. Other things I did uh, play uh, ping pong competitively as a, an adolescent, wow. <laughs> and that was really wow. fun. <laughs> Really, I'm a ping pong channel. We have to play. And I do make badass Moroccan tea. We have Moroccan to set this up. Yeah. The people want to see this. So you, I hope you make it to Congress. Uh, you know, you you have my support. Yeah, you know, we are gonna really need to get our forces together here. Um, we have a hundred days left. Um, we need to reach out to people. So we need volunteers. You can go to my website. At isan.org, it's i h s s a n e dot o r g, and volunteer and also donate. You know, we don't take any money from corporate PACs or right. corporate corporate lobbyists, um, and that that means we rely on your um, small dollar, big dollar. You know, as long as you've um, we we clear your your occupation. We we're very good at <laughs> sifting through people and making sure that. It's it's honorable money. So, Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't want no mobster coming on in and donating five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, they, they right. Can't. That's a cap, right? That's a that's a cap to, uh, what what what's the cap? What's it like? Yeah. Uh, the cap is twenty eight hundred per individual. Um, but you gotta you know when people donate small dollar, um, especially if they make it monthly, it okay. really adds up and it, it's a sustainer and it's good. Uh, but those who have been blessed and, you know, live economically comfortably and want to help um, close the, the income, the, the wealth gap, they can give a lot. If they can give a lot, yeah. they should give a lot. It would be nice to have Jeff Bezos just give a lot, right? I don't know if I want his money, no. no uh, okay, we're staying away, <laughs> Jeff, but you can, you can call me Jeff. I, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I'm not money. <laughs> I'm open. He signed doesn't want it. I'll take it. Um, but it's not, listen, it's a pleasure. I appreciate it so much that you uh, took your time out to join us uh, and talk to us today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. That was Isan Lackey, uh, congressional candidate out of Massachusetts. Uh, big thank you to her for stopping by and talking to us on the show. Uh, thanks to Caddy and the whole team for making that happen. Uh, you can find her at org. That's uh, isan.org. Uh, she's online. Find her. Uh, take a look at her platform. Take a look at the issues that she's behind. I'm pretty sure you'll like uh, what she's standing for so go ahead and donate money help this candidate they don't have super PAC money they don't have corporation money they count on people like uh, you and i to get out there uh to support them doesn't matter if they're in your state or not all right does the donation help the support help the volunteer help so you go ahead and do what you can and help them out uh again you can go to the website isan.org i-h-s-s-a-n-e.org and now see what you can do and how you can be helpful to the team all right once again thanks to isan for stopping by uh we truly do i appreciate it You've been listening to The Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. 
hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.